didn't understand it. Until he told me, he said, my people are suffering. Do you know one of the reasons Jesus Christ came on the earth? To set the captives free. Apart from preaching the good news, apart from the gospel, he came to set captives free. Do you know who are these captives? Those who are demonically possessed. Those who are sick. Those who are in financial debts. They are captives. Do you know what it means when a person has a debt? If somebody has a financial debt, you become a captive. And Jesus said he came to set the captives free. I prophesy. You will break loose tonight. You didn't hear this. I said you will break loose tonight. So I'll be free tonight. The net will be broken. And you will escape like a bird from the snare. Some say, hear you prophet. God said, liberate my people. I said, what? He said, liberate my people. The voice came so loud and clear. And tonight we're doing just that. Go back the scripture from verse 7 again. I want you to see something here. 7 to verse 10. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? Did you hear that? I want to see something here. This is more important that we want to do tonight. Any person who's watching me now, if you believe God that he can answer you financially, I want you to do something because we are not just here. Because we are not just here to believe God. We are believing God that he can do anything, even the impossible. So if you're watching me now and you have anything to do with the financial debts, I just want you to come closer. And if you have anything that you believe in God for, for financial breakthrough, I want you to take your bank card or to have anything closer to you or your contract or anything and put it next to you. Because tonight, I can tell you, I can hear the sense rejoicing. Tonight, I can see the church jumping up and down. For something will be dispatched. Something will be released in the realms of the spirit. And it shall be in the realms of the natural. It's not the time only to believe. But what we believe shall appear in the natural. If you believe, shout loud, Amen. Amen. Oh, glory be to God. Ah, the anointing is so strong over here. If you can't sense it, you have a problem. Hey, hear what the Bible says. I love this. <laughs> I love this. Ask and shall be given. In Luke 4, verse 18. Jesus speaks. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has. And I once spoke about this in December last year. 
He says, the spirit of the Lord is on me. There's a reason why. He says, because if you have the spirit of the Lord upon you without the reason, it's a questionable. God will put the spirit on somebody because. There must be a because. Did you hear that? The spirit of the Lord is upon me because. He has what? Anointed me to do what? To preach. Number one. Number two. To do what? Said he has to preach the gospel to the poor. Number one. Number two. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Number three. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Did you hear that? In NIV. I want to show you here. In NIV what it says. It says, the spirit of the Lord is, up, is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. The first target. The poor. The first target that Jesus has. He says, to tell them good news. Just to tell them good news to the poor. Number two, to do what? It says, sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. So I told you, you can be a prisoner of a particular sin. You can be a prisoner of a particular disease. A disease can put you can can put you under captivity. You can be a prisoner of a particular loan. Am I talking to somebody here? And Jesus says he has come to set free. We have people right now who financial debts are financial problems. Have made them hostage. Their life is not moving. Because the enemy is using money. As a weapon to put them under hostage. And this is the most common weapon. Which the devil is using now. To make people become captives. And Jesus said I came. To set them free. And I want you to believe this tonight because somebody will be set free. This message is not for everyone, but it is for somebody. 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 I said somebody. I brought good news to you. The devil is using every weapon possible. Every weapon possible. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He's using every weapon possible. And you must not think that the same weapon he was using in the 2,000 years ago is the same weapon he's using now. In those days, he was using leprosy. We don't have leprosy now. We have debts. And Jesus came to set free the captives. And indeed, one day he weren't. He met Peter, who was a captive of a particular loan, which he had not paid his taxes. And Jesus said, we have to fix this thing now. He said, go by the river and catch the fish. He said, inside the mouth of the fish, you will find money. Go and pay your taxes. Setting the captives free. 
And there was one moment when Jesus walked out like this and he found people and everybody was hungry. They said they're so hungry. And, and then he asked. He said, do you have any food? They said, we don't. The only thing we have, loaves, three loaves and, and, and two fish. He said, oh, he said, that is enough. And people were about to go home hungry. There was a crisis of hunger. He said, this is the moment we have to set the captives free. If you ask me, how did he set the captives free? I'll give you examples in the Bible that they are similar to your situation. That's how you are setting the captives free. So you may be in church speaking tongues, but you may be under a particular captivity. Am I talking to somebody here? You might have debts. You might have financial crises that you don't know who to run to, where to run to, who to talk to. Every bank is denying you. Any person doesn't want to help you. You are in a particular captivity. Though you speak in tongues, though you are a child of God, but there is a captivity that must end and must end in this month. I want you to raise up your right hand and say there must be an action. Must be an action. I'm telling you. An action must be done. Something must be done. I stood upon the rock. I was praying and I went on top of a rock. I said, God, what must I do? I, I was hitting my head. I didn't know what to do. He said, set my people free. Rebellate my people. I didn't know what to do. I went on top of the stone. I crammed on top of the stone and I made I asked God, what must I do? There was no answer. I sat on the rock. I shook my head. I said, what must I do? I walked further into the bush as I was praying. I stood under this big tree and I put my whole body against it. I said, God, what do you say? What are you saying? He said, Ribalate, my people. I said, how? I asked him, I said, that's what I do every day. I said, how? He said, for everybody who shall be very serious. He said, I want you to take this message. That I want to set them free from any captivity they have. I said, God, what are you talking about? I was confused. He said, at the right time, I will tell you. He said, leave. I, I said, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I stood there. I prayed and prayed and prayed. He said, leave, go. At the right time, I will tell you. And he disappeared. I stayed for another five hours praying. And there was silence and there was no message from God until I left. This month, as we're about to approach into the month, I spoke to my wife in the morning. I said, I just had a vision. She said, what is it? And I began to narrate the vision to her. And during the day, God said, the meaning of that vision is the time for that liberation has come. Somebody said, I provoke a reaction. Are you here, somebody? So the Bible speaks, and I want you to hear this. is ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and it shall be found. Knock, 
For he who asks, receives. I once told you that you can only ask what you have never had. For example, one million dollars. You have never had it. You can ask God and you can receive it. The problem is we have got people who, do, who don't know how to ask. They just say, Father, I pray. I need a financial breakthrough. Be particular. Mention the figure. You ask what you have never had. But the problem with you, you actually confuse things. It says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. You can't seek what you never had before. You can only seek if you had something before and you lost it. So we have got people who are asking instead of seeking. And the people who are seeking instead of asking. Angels are confused. They're like, what is, what, is she, what, is, what is she talking about? She never had this thing before. And the way she's praying, as if she had it before. Father, hold on, hold on, I need it now. Like, you, did you have it before? No. <laughs> Seeking prayers in asking uh, atmosphere. Ask, seek, and knock. When we knock, we make a prayer where there is a, we, we want someone inside to wake up. So when I knock at your door and you're not opening, but I know you're inside, what do I do? The only person who knocks and leaves is a person who believes there's nobody. But faith tells us God is inside. So we keep on what? Ah, you didn't hear me. Some of you, you knocked and you left. You prayed for, for something and, and it took two months, three months. There was no answer. You left. The whole month we are knocking, sir. Are you understanding what I'm talking to you? We are knocking the whole month until the door opens. Do you hear me? There is someone inside. Ask. And it shall be given. Knock. And it shall what? It shall be opened. It says seek. And you shall find. For anyone who asks. Receives. Come on. Someone say I hear you prophet. Are you ready to ask? Are you ready to ask? Hey so what do I ask? What do I ask? You ask what you never had. So what have you never had before? <laughs> so we ask what we never had. And we seek what we lost. And we knock because someone and if it doesn't open, we keep on knocking because we know now. There are three types of knocking. There is a gentle knock. I oh, didn't hear me. 
Do you hear me? There is a what? A gentle knock. Then there is a rough knocking. And then there's a violent knocking. A violent knocking is when there is an emergency. Can you imagine you're running away from something? Okay? Something's chasing you, and you come home, and it's rocked. And you know there are people. Do you go like, go, 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 go. No. How would you knock? <laughs> but so shockingly, how you guys, so many things are chasing you, the way you are knocking. Like, go, 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 go. Like, like ah. You, you knock as if there's an image. Can you imagine? There's an emergency right now. Prayer that will make finances come. In this month. In this month. Something financially must happen. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, and I want you to see this. The Bible says what? Um, ask and shall be given. Uh-huh. Seek, you shall find. If you go to Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because. So he gives reasons why the spirit is on him. He says, number one, to preach the gospel to the poor. Number two, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Do you know, listen to me, do you know the most brokenhearted people are the people in financial crisis. So how would you have a heart broken healed without, without finances? Your heart broken right now, you don't know how to pay fees for your child. You don't know, you're confused. And Jesus says he came to heal the heart broken. And I can tell you, 80% of people who are committing suicide is because of financial issues. There are very few it's zero point maybe one or zero point zero 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 percent of rich people who have got money to kill themselves. But check poor people. Check people who have got problems. They can't pay fees. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. The next thing you think, I must die. Because their hearts are broken. And Jesus came to heal the broken heart. How? He says, ask and it shall be given. Am I talking to you? I have seen people in the Bible from poverty, God taking them into prosperity. I was speaking to Hara just this evening. I said, a crisis is, a, is yet to hit the world. This crisis, it won't be a crisis of money. It's going to be a crisis of food. It's going to be a crisis of food. And I said, whenever there was a crisis of food, it's when the men of God rose and men of God became rich. And I said, it's a choice for the church to remain where they are now or to wake up. There is a need of Josephinic thinking. There's a need of what? Josephinic thinking. Are you here? Josephinic thinking. The thinking of Joseph. Where you see trouble coming. 
and you begin to, to plan for it. And when trouble comes, everybody comes to you. Can you imagine there's trouble and you're also included in trouble? When there was hunger, it's when Isaac became a millionaire. In Genesis 26 from verse 12, the Bible says, And during time of hunger, what happened? Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. In verse 13, and the Bible says what? It says, the man became, be, began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very... During what? Crisis. What happened with Abraham? Abraham became a millionaire during crisis. When there was drought, the man became wealthy. What about the Joseph? Joseph became a very rich man during crisis. And God is expecting the church to wake up during crisis. God will heal people by providing for them, opening their doors during crisis. Raise up a hand and say, I believe, prophet. God will take you from nothing. He will put you on top. He will open up your way that where there was no way. He will surprise you in the name of Jesus. Say, so hear you, prophet. So I receive in the name of Jesus. If you believe, I want you to know this. God will do great things. And this is a moment where you, as a child of God, as a child of God, should begin to believe God to answer you financially. Be particular. Don't just say, Father, answer my prayer. Which prayer? Be particular. Oh, most Christians just make a prayer, Father, I pray for financial breakthrough, answer my prayer. Which prayer are you talking about? An angel comes at your house like this and says, ah, so what, what, what am I delivering? Jesus. Let me say something to you. What I'm telling you right now, I want you to open your eyes. Because God will begin to restore people who lost things. God will begin to bless people do you know why? Because, because after mercy, God gave you Hazon. He has given you mercy. He's not giving you what? Ideas. Then after giving you ideas, he's giving you answers financially. Giving you now. If you remain the same this year, it's a choice. So I refuse. Say it again. Say, I refuse to remain the same. Say it again. Say, I refuse to remain the same. As we pray, as we pray, something is going to happen. Now, can we go into the scripture more? Can we go further into the scriptures? Now, as I said to you tonight, God wants to answer you financially. He wants to heal that broken heart. God wants to um, bring good news to anyone who's poor. Not only that, but God also wants to do what? To free anyone who is a captive of any financial debt. That debt will disappear. Now, let me show you a very important thing here. Thank you, Jesus.
in Deuteronomy 15 verse 2, God gives a command to people. Can you read it? Deuteronomy chapter 15 verse number 2. And this is the form of the release. Every creditor who has lent anything to his neighbor shall release it. He shall not require it for his neighbor or his brother because it is called the Lord's release. Wait a minute. I want you to see something here. God came down and saw his people in debt. And God commanded people who had a lot of money and resources and things which they needed the people they had given them the money. So you borrow money from these people. Then God comes down and he says, yeah, they borrowed money from you, but I want you now to forget all the money these people borrowed from you. God came down for those people who couldn't pay money. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, in NIV, I want you to, to let me read this for you. Let me read NIV. NIV says in this way, this is how it is to be done. Every creditor shall cancel any loan they have made to a fellow Israelite. They shall not require payment from anyone among their own people. Because the Lord's term for canceling debts has been proclaimed. No, come on, read it. Read it yourself, read it yourself, read it yourself. One, two, three, go read. This is how it is to be done. Every creditor shall cancel any loan they have made to a fellow Israelite. They shall not require payment from anyone among their own people. Because the Lord's time for canceling debt has been proclaimed powerful. Did you hear that? So God has a time when he proclaims that debts must be canceled. So if you hear me coming here telling you this message, it's not like I'm just waking up from, like I'm just talking nonsense. God has time. When he says, now, I think my son has been having this date for a long time. This date must be canceled. Whether it will be canceled supernaturally, whether he'll give you more doors and open and you're going to have money and you go and pay, it doesn't matter. But what I know, God puts up a time for debt cancellation. He says, time to cancel debt. Time to cancel debt. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Receive your freedom. In Jesus' name. Did you see that? It's a time to do what? Now, that is not enough. Let me show you another scripture here that's going to help you very importantly. Let's go to the book of Philemon, chapter um, Philemon, chapter 1, from verse 18. Philemon. Right, Philemon 18. Yes. All right, I want you to see something here that is very important, okay? Now, I want us to read this in amplified version because I want, to, I want to show you a very important thing here. That God looks at certain people. <laughs> Can you imagine? Philemon had a debt. Mm. He had no peace. 
So he ran away and went to Paul. And when he went to Paul, when we read from verse 5, 6, 7, we find a story of a man by the name of Onesimus. I have a debt and I want this debt to be cancelled. And, and the man of God feels so, so bad. He says, oh. after mentoring him, having mentorship and everything, he writes a letter. He says, my son Onesimus, I'm sending to you. All right? As he sent him there, he says, I want you to, to, to read for this scripture. All right? From verse um, 18. Can you read it for me? Philemon chapter number 1, verse 18. Amplified. But if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that on my account. Uh-huh. Read again. But if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. 19. Mm. 19. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it in full. Not to mention to you that you owe me, you owe to me even your own self as well. I want you to say something here. Onesimus has an issue. He can't pay money. To feed him on. You hear that? Yes, yes. And God looks upon the life of Onesimus that he needs to be helped. Philemon says, I need my money. <laughs> you didn't hear me. <laughs> Onesimus, brother Onesimus, I need my money. Philemon, Philemon is not paying. The, he says, No, I, I'm not getting anything. Now, Philemon is a son of Paul. Onesimus is a son of Paul. Then he gets a letter to say that don't look at his debt anymore. If anything, come and get to me. Would he go and get it? No. <laughs> Would he go and get it? No. Will, he, will he? Will he? What happened? Can you imagine this is, it's in the Bible. Debt makes people become slaves. And God hasn't wondered. Tonight somebody says, I'll break loose. I'll break loose. In Jesus name. There's going to be a financial miracle. I prophesy this to you. There's going to be a financial miracle. Receive this financial miracle. In the name of Jesus. Go back, go back. I just want you to say something here. Go back. He says, I pull, I write. In verse 19, he says what? He says, I pull, write this with my own hand. I will repay it in full. Not to mention to you that you owe to me even your own self as well. Did, did you hear that? What does that mean? What does that mean? Ones no, 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 no. Onesimus had also borrowed money from Paul. So he says, not to mention to you that you owe to me, even your own self as well. So Philemon, Philemon had the money to pay back to Paul. Did you hear that? And Onesimus had the money to pay to Philemon. Now, so Philemon, uh, uh, are, you, are you here, somebody? <laughs> he wants his money from Onesimus. 
And Paul wants his money from, from Philemon. So, so Paul says, come and get it from me. <laughs> it is not even mentioning that you owe me. Come, charge it, put it in my account. You know, you, know, you know, let me say something to you. It looks like I'm just talking to you. But someone God will remember. And that person, they will think they are dreaming. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. I prophesy three weeks of supernatural financial breakthrough. I speak in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, hear you, prophet. Now, let me show you this. Now, let me show you how Nehemiah was doing it. Nehemiah, let me show you something here. All right? Let's go to Nehemiah. All right? Let's see how Nehemiah was doing certain things. This is very, very important. Let's go to Philemon 1 from verse 17. I want to show you a very important thing here. In TPT. So if you consider me your friend and partner, accept him the same way you would accept me. In verse 18, and if he has stolen anything from you or owes you anything, just place it on my account. Do you, know, do you know what God wants to do? Can you imagine this is a spiritual father, a spiritual father who would feel bad about his son. And I'm speaking the same to you tonight. People are heartbroken. To heal the heartbroken. Are, are you understanding somebody? People are what? People are heartbroken. People are passing through things you don't even understand. You, we don't have to explain them. They don't even know. Some people don't even know what to do. Let's read this scripture. All right? I love this scripture so much. Nehemiah chapter 5, from verse 10 to 13. I'm going to read from my Bible. It says, uh, uh, let me even read easy. It says, now you must give back to them their fields, their vineyards, their gardens of olive trees, and their houses. Do not make them pay any extra money for the money. Food, wine, or olive oil that you lend to them. The leaders replied, we'll give everything back to them. We'll not make them pay back their debts to us. Give me an IV. It says in verse 12, all right, it says what? We'll give it back, they said, and we'll not demand anything more from them. We'll do as you say. Then I summoned the priests and made the nobles and officials take an oath. To do what they had promised. In verse 13. I also shook out the folds of my robe and said, In this way may God shake out of their house and possessions anyone who does not keep this promise. So may such a person be shaken out and emptied. And this whole assembly said, Amen. And praise the Lord. And the people did as they had promised. What does that mean to you? So there were banks in those days. Banks that were borrowing people money. And Nehemiah called all of them. And said, we want you to forgive all debts anyone owes. And they said, how will we? He said, no, make an oath now. God has always wanted his people to be free. 
whether a door will open or something will happen, God has always. So as we pray tonight, I want you to pray for one thing. God, I need a financial breakthrough tonight. Are you ready for this? We are praying for what? Financial breakthrough. Second Kings 4 verse 1 to 7. Are you ready for me? Second Kings chapter 4 verse number 1. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord. But now he is, his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all. She said, Except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, Go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars. And as each is filled, put it, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons, they brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and saw and told the man of God, and he said, go sell oil, sell the oil, and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what it is left. And pay what? Pay your debts. The woman, I want you to say something here. She was in a financial crisis, and this crisis was not created by her, but by the husband. Who did not have a revelation to go to a prophet until he died. And the wife said, I have a better revelation than my husband. My husband died in debts. I'll go to a prophet. I'm telling you this because from the time ago, prophets have been used to pray for people's debts. And Elisha said to the woman, what do you have in the house? I have good oil. I said, take that oil. A small jar of oil. It is not mentioned what type of it. It says, take that oil. In those days, they, they would use olive oil for, as paraffin. And they would use, again, olive oil for cooking. So he says, take the oil. So we don't know whether it is for, for paraffin. We don't know. But it was oil. But what we know, in response, the prophet's prayer made the woman enter into oil business. You didn't hear me. And the prophet said, go and sell the oil. And the woman became an oil dealer. 
from nothing. Tonight somebody can become an oil dealer. Somebody tonight. You can begin to do the business you never had an idea. God can put you on that level. And the prophet said, go and sell. And the money, use it to pay all your debts. And the remaining profits, use it for you and your family. Not just to pay the debts. You need enough to pay and to use not only you. You eat it. Your children, your great-grandchildren. Miracles of prophets. Taking people out of bondage. So anybody tonight who is serious, I want you to know this. The anointing will take you from that level into a place where your life will be rebellated.